Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. I am on my way to Muay Thai, where I'm going to go get my butt kicked, and I'm excited for it. So for those that don't know, Muay Thai is basically like, uh, I believe it's Taiwanese. It's uh, striking. Um, Lots of kicks, punches, knees, elbows. I have a rather rudimentary understanding of it, but uh, I'm actually very excited. I'm actually very, very excited to to do it. And uh, I've done a little bit before, but it's been quite some time. So I I got a guy out here that's going to be coaching me one-on-one. And uh, because, you know, I feel like my ground game is pretty decent. You know, um, but where I lack is my stand-up. You know, I'm kind of slow and awkward. You know, I'm, I'm powerful, but I'm slow and awkward. And if I can add some speed, because speed is power. If I can add some speed and some more skill, um, I think I might fight at some point. I might do a couple amateur bouts. I mean, the worst that happens, I get, you know, I get knocked out. You know what I mean? So. Um, I think I'm going to do some amateur fights here in the next couple of years. I mean, I'm 31. You know, I have no intention of starting a fighting career. But it would be cool to say that you got in the cage a couple of times. You know what I mean? That's like, uh, if you get in the cage, like a lot of guys talk about it, you know. Every guy I've ever met has been into a fist fight. You know, I say everybody has. But when you really... uh, when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, man, getting in that cage with the door locks behind you, it's just you and another guy, and you're literally just only there to try to hurt each other. You know, that's a, that's a different animal, man. Uh, and that's an animal I want to grab by the old horns. For real. So. Dude, sometimes I can put in the fattest lip in the universe. And not feel a damn thing. And other times I take a little tiny one and it like absolutely waxes me. <laughs> it's like it's the chewing is so inconsistent in my opinion. I gotta find a different method. Plus it's a dirty it's a dirty and here's the thing, I don't really uh I don't really like like I could go like yesterday I went a whole day. I didn't have any nicotine at all whatsoever. <laughs> Um, had a long, long meeting yesterday, and uh, like a long one, like an eight-hour one, and uh, I didn't have any nicotine. I didn't realize till the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I haven't added any nicotine. I'm just not gonna do any today, and totally fine. So I've never, I've never had like, like I could pick up and drop nicotine anytime. That's not. It's not like an addictive substance to me, at least. It's so funny how different people are. You know what I mean? Some people can't break the nicotine habit. Many people can. You see these kids walking around and adults. It's so weird when adults vape. I mean, I get it. You know, but you really shouldn't. I feel like vaping's got to be so bad for you. It's got to be so bad for you, dude. I mean, when you just think about what you're doing, you're literally heating chemicals up like like a syrup up and sucking it into your lungs. Bro, that can't be good. Guys, if you vape, I would really encourage you 
to stop. I've I've seen enough horror stories of people having to be on ventilators, kids, um, people given like 10 years left to live and lung transplants and stuff from vaping, dude. And um, it's like, it's like, it's just like anything else. You can get away with drinking. I know guys that have drank and drive for 30 years with no issues, no incidents, no DUIs. And then one person drinks and drives once and they get into an, a horrific accident and kill somebody. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta, you've gotta do a cost-benefit analysis, you know. And I just think uh, I would almost, I would almost rather you smoke cigs than vape. Like if you were to roll your own tobacco, I think that that's a way. I mean, it's obviously stinky. It's dirtier. There's smoke. You can't do it in the freaking airport, you know. Well, I guess they do have smoker lounges, but like. You know, I, I just don't feel like vaping is good for you. Like, I will never allow Ada to vape. She ain't gonna, I mean, if she gets out of the house and wants to do it on her own, fine. But, uh, or I might do that trick where you just let the kid vape as much as she can the first time and she gets deathly ill. That's what my, uh, that's what my mom did. My mom, I think, I think with drinking and smoking, my mom had like two cigarettes and got so violently ill, she never touched tobacco again. And then her first time drinking, uh, she didn't mean to. There was like a glass of orange juice. She was at like a party, and uh, or she poured orange juice into a big glass. And she had been outside; and it was hot. And she just chugged it, and she didn't know that that orange juice was mixed with vodka. And she uh, told me the story about how her friend had to walk her around the block while she just threw up into bushes, and she really never touched alcohol again. You know, she'll have like a glass of wine once a quarter. You know what I mean? But um, I might do that with Ada. Here you go, kid. <laughs> Here's a pack of cigarettes. Go nuts. Oh, yeah, keep smoking. Keep smoking. Yeah, you got that head buzz going. You feel pretty good? You should smoke another. <laughs> <laughs> Couple hours of discomfort to save you from a life of addiction or worse. You know, I don't know that that's the best parenting strategy. Um, I'll keep you guys updated. We got a couple more years to go before something like that happens. It's crazy when you have a baby, um, how they change every single day. As of now, uh, my genetics have, uh, dad's genetics have staged a hostile takeover of her face and her mannerisms. She's very much uh, like her dad. She looks just, she looks like a carbon copy of me. It was like at first, like month zero through th three, we're like, who do you look like? Like every day she looked sort of like Geneva, another day she looked like me, and then other day she didn't look like any, either of us. And honestly, it was like that up through months three and four too. Mostly months three and four and five. She didn't look like either of us. I'm like, dude, come on, Geneva. I got to get a paternity test. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously joking. Um, now... Holy smokes. Dude, not only does she look like me, she kind of looks angry all the time like me, walking around scowling. She's just got that intense look in her face. Like, you know, I, I, I said this the other day, the more I'm starting to understand more about the world, the more I understand, the more I hate. She's got that look on her face, you know what I mean? I'll never have to worry about her being a liberal. <laughs> 
Uh, she just doesn't. She just doesn't have that liberal look in her face. She's got that deep. She's got that deep intensity to her eyes. You know, you don't see that deep intensity. Uh, you know, liberal people have those real wide, buggy-eyed stares. You know what I mean? Even when they're not like staring, they still look buggy-eyed. It's like a constant state of fear. What's that Nietzsche quote? Um, I laughed at the fools that thought they were good because they had no claws. I, I often laugh at the fools who think themselves to be good because they have no claws. Ooh, let's talk about that. I want to say it one more time. I often laugh at the fools who think themselves to be good because they have no claws. People now think that they're, you see this a lot now, that, and it goes back to that quote I've used a couple of times, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than it is to be a gardener in a war, right? What is that? Is that Lao Tzu? Might be, but being impotent is not, it's almost like it's almost like, well, I don't want to turn out to be a rapist, so I'll just cut my penis off. Like, that's what these, seriously, that's, honestly, that's a very crude example. But these people are so adverse to violence that they're so adverse to violence <clears throat> that they think that being physically weak and incapable of violence makes you a good person. Who's a better person? One with no gun at all or one that has a firearm can defend their family but only when absolutely necessary? Who's a better person? I think it's the person that wields the power but doesn't use it and abuse it. Because total power corrupts totally, right? Complete power comp corrupts completely. And... I think that being physically weak and incapable of violence, especially as a man, I'm not talking about women, but as a man does not make you a good man. It makes you a useless man. I mean, that's, you're useless. What good, what good are you as a man if you can't protect those that rely and depend on you? What good, are, what good are you as a man? What value do you offer? Well, I work hard and I provide... Okay, well, what happens when somebody comes and tries to take that? What happens... And these are the men that if some guy, some crazed migrant from a third world country comes up and tries to rip their wife's purse out of their hands and push her over, they'll just stand there, paralyzed, frozen with fear. I can't tell you how many videos I've seen. And, and the one that stands out to me the most is when that migrant in France went into a playground and started stabbing children. And all the men ran or stood there frozen in fear. I think one guy ran at him waving his arms and then ran away. I don't care how many times I get stabbed. I don't care if I lose my life because I know I'm going to take his life before mine leaks out of my body. You might get a fatal stab wound on me, 
but I promise you I'm going to kill you before I die. I promise you. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now with my physical strength where I don't, I know that there aren't, um, if I get my hands on somebody, it's, it's game over. It's, you, you, it's like getting, it's like running into a grizzly bear. You're done for. And I've trained myself to be this way. I'm, I might sound arrogant when I talk about it, but I've trained myself meticulously over the past couple of years to be this way because I can see the direction that the world is heading and I'll be damned if I'm the man that sits by idly and allows some third world rat to come and steal from my wife or threaten my daughter or threaten my livelihood or my, my possessions. So your possessions worth more than somebody's life? Absolutely. The moment that you go after my possessions is the moment that you forfeit your life. <clears throat> I didn't force you to steal from me. I didn't force you to try to break into my house. Somebody have to have some balls to come out to the woods. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't think these guys are stupid enough to go out to the woods and start, re start stealing from the country people. But yeah, I mean, the moment that you threaten my safety, my security, especially the safety and security, my wife and family, my child, you have forfeited your life. And I'm not the, you know, I've said this before, I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I'll hurt you bad enough to where you're incapacitated and then I'll wait for the cops to show up. No, I'm going, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to end your life. Because you see this time and time again where these guys, these violent criminals are violent criminals and they get off and they get out of prison on no bail, no bond, and then they go and kill somebody. You know, if you're wicked and twisted enough to want to hurt somebody to steal from them, to me, there's no saving you. Yeah, could that person be brought to repentance through all God or through God, all things are possible? Absolutely. But uh, I'm not God, <laughs> so I'll send you to him. <laughs> but I'm not God. You know what I mean? I can't. I don't have the power to get people to repent. I only have the power to protect my stuff and my my people. You know what I mean? So I can't, I don't know. I'm not God, but I could certainly give you a front row, one-way, first-class ticket to meeting him in a couple of seconds. <laughs> you know? And I don't want to, you know, today's episode to just be all about violence, but I think it's an important thing to talk about because we live in this feminized uh, society where violence is never an answer, Right? You see story after story of these young boys in high school that fight back uh, against bullies and defend themselves, and they too get expelled because of this no, uh, no, zero tolerance. You, you think a man came up with that? No, we all know who came up with that policy. It's women. Zero tolerance. So a young boy gets beat up, <clears throat> gets shoved into a locker gets stabbed with a pencil and he fights back and he gets expelled what message does that send to people Look, lay over roll over and take it and you see a lot of that roll over and take it now people allow violent offenders into their communities with impunity <clears throat> they just allow them to come in and just do whatever they want because from a grade school age, they were taught 
roll over and take it. Zero tolerance. Yes, you should let them. You don't understand their situation. They're stealing to feed their kids. They're st- <laughs> and what do you see? What do you see robbing targets and stuff like that out west? It's not... These guys don't have kids, and if they do, they don't care about them. You got a bunch of 20-year-old guys with ski masks breaking into a Target and stealing everything. You think they're trying to feed their kids? (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) You know? So my daughter, and and it's going to be interesting, raising raising my boy with this is going to be much easier. Um, He's going to know how to fight. My daughter, on the other hand, is going to be different. I don't want her because here's, and ladies, I need you to listen to me. I And I've got to be careful about how I say this because I don't want to discourage you from learning how to defend yourself. However, your strategy, like I think like Marvel movies and all these new shows where the female protagonist you know, beats up 15 secret service agents is dangerous. Because, you know, if, and most men aren't like me, you're not going to, you're not going to run into a criminal that's as strong as me or built like me. It's it's not going to happen often or ever, really. Because I don't think men that are as strong as me that put in the work and discipline that I have would hurt women. You know what I mean? But just even the average guy, the average male is so much stronger than even very strong women. And you see it, I I talk about this a lot. So I don't want to train my daughter to look for a fight. I don't want to train my daughter to think that the best solution is to fight. You know, my daughter's going to know exit strategies first. That's number one, is how can I exit this situation? And then number two, it's going to be weapons. You know, I don't want her barehanded, hand-to-hand with any man. Ever. <laughs> because it's uh, it's just not... i got to find this kid's gym. Um, it's just not a wise strategy at all men are so much stronger than women that conflict avoidance and putting not being it's like you know women are like the you know this whole new thing where it's like teach men not to rape like you don't need to be taught to not rape you're not gonna have a serial rapist show up to a class hey guys we shouldn't be raping women Oh, oh my goodness, I never realized. Thank you for telling me. Oh, just like, (laughs) a rapist is going to rape, dude, no matter how many classes you take. My daughter is going to learn to avoid putting herself in situations that increase the likelihood and, and this is what women say. Well, it shouldn't have to be that way. Well, it is. It is. That's life. That's the world. 
The world is fallen, it's broken, it's wicked, it's twisted. There's always going to be rapists, there's always going to be racists, there's always going to be murderers and mutilators. There's always going to be nasty, wicked, insane, crazy, disgusting people. Always. There's no, there's no escaping it. But there is avoiding it. So number one, she's going to know what type of situations and areas. She's going to have street smarts. That's number one. Number two, she ain't going to put herself in situations and places that increase the likelihood. Number three, I don't want her alone. She's going to know not to travel alone, not to be in urban areas alone, high-risk areas alone. And then she's going to know how to use a weapon. She's going to know she's going to be very good with a firearm. Because I don't want her getting in there. Well, yeah, well, I teach her to wrestle and box and all that stuff. But I'm sorry, dude. Give me give me, give me, me any any female fighter on the planet. I'm going to kill her in 30 seconds. Not kill, but incapacitate in 30 seconds. I don't want her fighting men. Because you're going to lose. You're a 110-pound girl that took 14 Taibo classes. And some 180-pound Somalian dude decides that you're his next victim. Give me a break. That Thai bow ain't doing shit. It's a death sentence. And a lot of times, fighting and hitting back makes them matter. You know what I mean? It fires these sickos up. But you know what cools them down? A nice 45 ACP directly to the chest cavity. That's... That'll cool that Somalian off real quick, or Algerian, or wherever. It doesn't matter. It's not a race thing. Mexican, white guy from Cincinnati. I don't. It doesn't matter. That'll cool them off really, really quick. So listen, girl dads and women. Number one, don't put yourself in the situation. Avoid high-risk areas. Avoid walking alone at night. Avoid... Any, it, it, like, it, like if, if you wouldn't walk through the area with a Rolex on and a Gucci purse, don't walk through the area at all. Very simple. That's number one. Number two is you should never be alone out in public. I know that sounds, well, it shouldn't be that way. It is. <laughs> I don't know how many times I got to repeat that. It is. It is that way. That's the way of the world. So don't walk alone. Don't be alone, especially in urban areas that you're unfamiliar with. Especially urban areas that you're unfamiliar with. And then carry a weapon. Get your concealed carry, depending on what state you live in. And learn how to use it in close quarter situation. That's the best chance you get. At least have a knife. A knife is another really strong deterrent. If you can't get a gun, you should carry a knife. And I have knives that I can recommend to you uh, that are great. But look at your state laws first because these stupid idiots, these stupid faggot politicians controlling how we do everything. You could get in big trouble in certain areas for carrying a knife to defend yourself, right? But this dude with running down the street with a hatchet... Uh, we'll get no bail, no bond, and just let out so we can kill 14 more people. And then rely on self-defense. 
Physical hand-to-hand -hand combat should be your last resort. And in that, you should be going for the nuts, going for the eyes, and biting and screaming as loud as you can. <laughs> Bite, scream, go for the jewels, go for the eyes, go for the nose, sensitive areas. If I were a woman and some dude's grabbing me up, my thighs or my thumbs are going in his eye sockets. That's stuff. I'm going to use my lady claws. You know, you ladies like to get your nails done, right? Hopefully, you went with some strong acrylic. <laughs> Just right, boom, thumbs right in the eye sockets. You know what I'm saying? All right, I got to go to Muay Thai. I love you guys. Hopefully, this was helpful. See ya.